something from Hazrat Aziz Mahmud Hudai that before he entered into Tariqat, he had so much knowledge and he attained uh, that position. And it's also similar in Hazrat Maulana Rumi's life. What's Is it necessary for a person before entering Tariqat that they have certain experiences or knowledge? And then what does that do for the training of Tariqat? And then after they have to put that to the side, does that come back in some way? Or is it always something that just needs to be sacrificed? I see that one. Yeah. So easy, buddy. You're jumping at him. When you know he gave us a knife. How you know he doesn't have a knife in the back? He have an axe. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. There are many different kinds of tariqats. There's not one kind of tariqat. Forty main branches, forty, and thousands of sub-branches from each. So if you don't really fit into another one, there's another one there, there's another one there, there's another one there. Nobody can say, I can't find anything that fits to my spirit. You have a spirit, it fits into one spiritual way. Find it, it is there. If you cannot find it, then you are just being proud or stubborn. You're not being real. So there are many ways. When you speak about Hazrat Rumi, he is a peer of a tariqat. He comes from a tariqat. And his sheikh is from a tariqah. But he is a peer of a new tariqah. So his experiences, although it is, uh, let's say you're talking about his life experience, eh? before his life experience, not his experience in tariqah, but his life experience before. Obviously it's not for everyone, back then or now. Obviously it's not for everyone to go to learn, to become an alim and then to find a shaykh, obviously. Especially in the past, no one, so many people don't have the luxury to do that. And even if they do, the system, the Islamic system is such that they will vet and they will choose who they want to select to become scholars. Not anyone, father knows the precedent, this knows this, and they sign a check and they can enter. You understand? Because they look first, they look at the character and the moral of the person, not how smart he is. So that is Hazrat Yirumi now. It is not to say that everyone needs to be a scholar. You cannot. Even now, everyone's running to be like that. What happens to your spirit? Dead. We have so many scholars in this world right now. Even Ahli Sunnah scholars, even Sufi scholars, but things are getting worse. People are getting worse. They are not reminding people of the sicknesses of the heart. It comes from the heart. They talk about so many other things, but not the root cause. You're not going to go nowhere. Nowhere. A city that has a thousand doctors doesn't mean that it is a prosperous city. It means that the city is filled with sick people. That's why you need 1,000 doctors. So... He is a peer of a tariqat. His tariqat is different. 
but it's starting a new way. And it is what is needed at that time until Judgment Day, of course, but is needed at that time to awaken people's hearts. Those, especially who are in Konya at that time, it was also an imperial capital. He was not just going to children, the Christians, to preach, which he did, to give sohbat. They love him so much that the Yahudis, to poor people, to unfortunate people. He was also giving sohbats to the highest level rulers there and their families. This we have to know. And the people then, at that time, there is so much Islamic knowledge at that time until today, Konya is a very holy city. So he's giving them something else that they're not going to, that they don't have. There's tariqats happening at that time, of course, their concentration was different. But the permission and the order given to him was different. And so, it may not be for everyone. It should not be for everyone. Aziz Mahmoudai, Qadassar he was also coming from a highest level intellectual background. Understand also when we describe these people, holy ones, as intellectual, it's not like intellectual today, where you are spoiled and you live in a basement and you Google everything and your parents just pay your way and you don't know about the world. These ones, they were also warriors and fighters. They were also people who took care of everyone else. They were people who were experienced life in so many levels. Not like us today. Everyone is so privileged in their own level, in their own comfort zone, especially in this country. You don't go out from your comfort zone. I'm seeing that amongst the murids too. Comfort zone. This is my group. I'm not going to go out. It's not like that. You cannot have an ummah who is like that. Aziz Mamal Huday. Now his purpose, he was a sheikh to so many sultans. His knowledge is, you cannot compare. But now to give advice and irshad to sultans who is going to lead the whole ummah, it is a very heavy responsibility. To give ilm is not that heavy. To teach someone alif bata is not that heavy. To teach someone fiqh is not that heavy. To teach someone kalam is not that heavy. To teach someone logic is not that all those things, as you see today, anyone can just do it. But to make now the ruler, someone, to open up their heart and to look inside and to work on that, it is not common, it is very difficult, especially today, people don't want that. They say, give me dua, give me this, give me that, give me zikr, give me maulid, give me singing, give me dancing, but don't touch my heart. I love what I love and I hate what I hate, don't you dare touch my heart. Don't you dare touch my ego. 
And these two great king-size valleys that you are describing, both of them had sheikhs who is not concentrating on the knowledge, on the ilm, but concentrating on the heart, concentrating on the ego. And they went through very tough uh, training with them. When Hazrat Rumi was following Hazrat Shamsi Tabris, may Allah raise his station, people were saying, Why are you following him? He's not even a shaykh. There's so many other shaykhs. Why are you following him? Look, he's not dressing properly. Look, he's not pronouncing properly. Look, he's not praying properly. Look, 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 look. And when people heard that Aziz Muhammad Huday was following his shaykh, what's his shaykh's name? Hmm? Uftadeh Hazrat Ali. They say, this is tariqat? What tariqat are you belonging to? Tariqat means you have to learn Quran, Hadith, all the duas, all the zikirs, everything. And your shaykh is not teaching you this? He's making you do what? To sell liver? Every day? We went there to Tadr Hazrat Dari's Derga. It's all the way up in the mountain. It's all the way up. His tomb is lower down. The other one is, it's very steep. There's still people living there. And the Derga is still there. And even the uh, stick that Aziz Mahmudai was using to carry the liver. Understand at that time, to sell liver is the lowest occupation that you can have in the market to sell liver. Everyone will look down on you. And he was carrying that liver and saying, liver for sale, liver for sale. It is kind of like if you get a, um, let's say, Supreme Court judge who left and decided to follow a spiritual leader. And he's selling what? Hot dogs. Hot dogs is high class too. Sell water. To go down and to just sell water. Like this. It was so high, it was difficult to go up. There's still people, that's why I'm saying, I'm yelling at some of the men here. They're not sitting on the floor enough. There's blessings from the floor. All people there, they sit. Uh, people who are sick, not too well, it's okay. But, but I saw this old woman, she was going up. You know her knees hurt and everything, not complaining, but she was walking up. She was a neighbor of Uttadi Hazratari, Sterga. Imagine if it was snowing there how much ice it is and people still living there. They're getting the blessings. They don't care for the discomfort of this world. They are not running after too much comfort. They're saying this is 
the comfort is this blessings it's enough this little bit of discomfort it gives us a taste and a reminder it's difficult to go up and down he did that more happened to him as you know the story and he was stepping more in his ego when his ego started to say to make him to question his shaykh because he was cleaning the floor he said you question my shaykh now I'm going to clean the floor with my beard and he went and he cleaned the floor with his beard and the shaykh appeared and pulled him and says this is sunnah my son don't do this you have passed because he heard voice coming from outside oh our Mahmud has gone crazy the Supreme Court judge has gone crazy he's left his family following a crazy Shaykh what was he rewarded with Qalbu Salim and the highest level of sainthood so now you're asking this is interesting because there are many different ways now so many different tariqat, so many different kinds of shaykhs there's not only one kind of shaykh so when you hear someone describing one particular kind of shaykh there's a particular kind of shaykh, it's not for every shaykh and there is truth in everything they say the shaykh must know all the shariat yes, there's truth in that but there's also truth that there's so many shaykhs that they look as if they break the shariat like Hazrat Shamsitaris for instance he was bringing Maulana to go to the bars and the pubs making him to visit all those women who do the wrong things to sit with them, to understand you don't, you cannot reach to Allah in an ivory tower separate, in your comfort zone you cannot that's not how the prophets were that's not how the awliyas Allah's are I'm saying this because there are some people also say no, 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 you cannot enter into tariqat unless you've gone through this, this, this and this what is this, this and this uh, you know all your uh, fiqh, you know all your tajweed you know all this, it's you're not entering university you're entering into a spiritual path there may be some tariqats that is requiring that that's, we're not touching that but to say it is for everything, it is not because there are some tariqats like what Mulana did they said, you come full, empty your cup and this is something our shaykh had said so many times, yes? don't come with your cup full empty your cup what does that mean? everyone has their own ideas, their own understandings, their own right and wrong, their own history, empty it it's not that easy that's why this makes this tariqat high because you have to step in your ego and you have to use your will and your intelligence you say, but I learned this, but my father is saying this, but I believe in this the shaykh says, empty your cup you're going to put in new things in there you don't want to empty your cup we will break your cup if you allow it, we'll give you a better cup if you don't allow it then you're going to live with a broken cup all your life it's no good for nothing
So for people who want to enter into tariqat, especially in our way, it is not through those kinds of criterion. You have to know Arabic, you have to know grammar, you have to know this, you have, uh, it's not that criterion. Other tariqats maybe, I'm not going to enter interfere to that. But not in the tariqatul aliyah. Especially we're talking here about murids. We're not talking about shaykhs. You don't enter into this tariqat to become a shaykh anyway. If you think you do, then shaitan is already sitting on top of you. You already think that you are someone. So, everyone's experiences before entering into a spiritual way, let's say everyone's uh, age of jahiliya, your days of ignorance. You say, I want to make tawbah, I want to enter, I want to follow as much as I can. Yeah, good. You must denounce your jahiliya. Number one, you must denounce it. Denouncing it means that you must say everything I did, all these wrong things, they are wrong. I should not find any excuses for them like this because of this, because of that. This is the meaning why some tariqahs say you have to sit and you have to make 70,000 istaghrullah. But it's not just pulling a tesbih, it is believing that everything that you've done there now, it is wrong. You're emptying it, you understand? Why is this necessary? Because we've seen so many times. They enter, people enter to tariqat, but they still have a longing for that life. They have a nostalgia for that life. This is especially for people who enter and they say, I want to make a complete change, especially people who are moving up here, for instance. It does not apply to people who are not moving up here. It's a different criteria. It doesn't apply to people who are far away from us. It's a different criteria. That's a time that you have to speak to the Shaykh. The Shaykh says, we say, I want to do this some. We say, not necessary for you even to wear this like this, or this, or this, or this. But for those who are running, like what we're saying about Hazrat Aziz Muhammad Huday or Hazrat Rumi, you want to leave everything and come here, that's completely different. Don't think that your ego is not going to knock on your door and say, remember me. It's going to do more than that. So you're going to, first your jahiliya, you're going to leave it. Once you denounce it, and this is the way of tafakkur, then you have to think. Not just to say, astaghfirullah, oh, this is wrong. You have to think now. Because what you are today is because of what you were yesterday. Yes? So now you have to think, yesterday I did this. Not to say it's very bad, it's very bad, and don't look at it. Now, you're going to look at it. Don't get attracted to it, but you're going to look at it. Okay now, when did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I do this? What is the reason? This is tafakkur now. Now you're trying to understand yourself. Why are you doing this thing? I used to do this wrong action. Why you did that? When did you do that? What did you feel? What did it bring you? Something that is forbidden by Allah, it is harmful for you. You have to understand that properly. Because if not, if you don't understand, ego is come knocking and say, remember you used to do this? It's so fun. And you say, yeah, it was fun. 
Now this is miserable, it was fun. But you don't understand that it came with a poison. All you have is just this emotion saying, I don't like this, I don't want to do this anymore. But you don't understand your enemy. If you don't understand your enemy, how are you going to defeat it? It's not enough to just put defenses there or to run away from your enemy. You have to defeat your enemy. To defeat your enemy, you have to know it. Even unbelievers, they say, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. So your egos, until you understand, why is that necessary? Because the enemy always changes. Strategy, tactic, the way they look, the ego changes. Shaitan will change into a different shape, different voice, so that you will not be tricked. Because once you know it is, you'll be more aware. You're not just running, but you understand, oh, it changes now. Before it's like in this shape, using this weapon, now it's using a different. Once you start understanding that, you take the wisdom from it. Even the wrong things now that you do, it is not going to be wasted. Allah will not allow you to waste it because everything that you're doing, there is a wisdom to that. You did wrong things. Your life experiences that were wrong. You make tawbah, you understand, trying to. You are not just going to pretend it's not there. Or some people, they come into tariqat, one day, two days, one year, two years, they already think that they are saints. And they tell other people what to do. You must do this, you must do this. Yeah. Don't be idiots. That's very idiotic behavior. But once you understand, huh, this is how the enemy is, that time you have that wisdom. You have that wisdom. You know yourself, you have that wisdom. You have a manual. Hmm? You have the war manual. Because you went to war. Before the enemy was defeating you, now you defeated it. Now you know you have that, that manual in front of you. It will help you in your journey and it will help others in that journey, especially if they are going through the same things that you went through. That time you will speak to their heart. You're not going to speak to their head. You're not reading from something, you're reading from your heart. And whatever that the heart reads and you give it to another heart, it will stay. So this is one of the meanings when Allah is saying, those who come to me, those who have... Uh, they come to me in sincerity, asking for my forgiveness. Allah will forgive you. With all your wrong deeds, Allah has the power. Allah is saying, we will change those wrong deeds to become good deeds. Imagine, imagine which, which boss is going to do this? Which Lord, if there is another Lord, is going to do this? You did so many wrong things and Allah is saying, you come to me sincerely. You love me. All those wrong things, I will change them to be as if you did good things. You do wrong things. You drink, you smoke, you do this. Allah will change it as if you went to the Hajj. As if you went to give charity as if you struggled. Allah will change and He says, and I will reward you. You did these good things and I will take, it is as if there's a reward, there is a reward and I will reward you for that. This is one of the meanings. 
you go through something, but you understand, you help others and you'll be rewarded through the bad actions that you did because you understand. So no. First step, it is maybe to look away. You cannot just do this immediately. First step, maybe just, if you're addicted to substance, that means that you have people that you hang out with. First thing that you do is not to try to focus and understand and, and process this. It's just to move away from that. There's no, um, how you say, nice talking. You have to go to cold turkey, go to cold turkey. No talking. Complete divorce from that substance, from those people. And then, slowly, you will have people who will help you to open, to try to understand, to process it. And it will take some time. And in that time, you may go back to it. But don't let go. Come back to this. Slowly, slowly, slowly. As much as you are sincere. And then you will you'll find that you have left it. We have so many things. Be happy that if we have so many things that are wrong, at least we got some things right. Maybe we came with 10 different wrong um, habits, but after some time we say, hey, we got rid of one, alhamdulillah. We get rid of two, three. Don't say, oh, I still have so much, I'm so... No, no. You do that, your ego is going to fool you, it's going to make you to give up also. Maybe you got rid of nine, you only have one thing. Be patient with it too. Don't let that one thing to sabotage everything else. Work towards it. Ask Allah's forgiveness. There is a secret to that too. Man must always feel weak in front of his Lord. When he feels strong, that is when he's going to declare Lordship. We are servants. Servants are weak. The Lord is strong. But when you declare your weakness to Allah, that's, that's the not paradox. That is the secret. You declare your weakness to Allah, Allah will give you strength. But that time your strength is not for shaitan or your ego. That strength is for him and to help others. You understand? So, so many people, they are writing me sometimes saying, Shaykh, are your murids doing this? Are they doing that? Hazrat, they're very respectful to me, maybe. But there are pictures. It, it is clear. Hadith is saying you cannot have pictures. Hazrat, they post something and they say you are a prophet. We said that is Google Translate. I'm not responsible for stupid Google Translate. They say Hazrati uh, Sheikh or something, they say Prophet Sheikh. And I say, those ones who are idiots and they are fitna makers, they have hasad in their hearts, they're going to jump at that to make hasad and to make fitna. But people who have intelligence, they say, oh, it's just a typo. So this is a test. But, but you should not. You are making confusion. Say, I'm not making anything. So, those ones saying, We have an idea of a shaykh. But there are so many different kinds, like I said. 
we should not get stuck. That one is going to be sent to you. What you need. Don't look at others. It is what you need. May Allah forgive me, inshallah. May Allah keep me under Shaf and his feet. May we all be under his feet, inshallah. Uh, may we sit here to remind each other uh, of the beauty of the Ahirat. May we not be here to remind each other of the beauty of this world or the stress and the power of this world. May it all go, inshallah, for the sake of our Shaykh al-Fatiha. Amen. Assalamu alaikum.